everything we're doing here, especially this practice of meditation, is really about opening to God's grace. That action of the Holy Spirit and grace is here for everybody all around the planet. Nobody's really more special than anybody else. That grace is present for everyone. But not everyone not only doesn't choose into it, but then even as we choose into it, how do we open to it and allow it to move in us and around us and to be a primary aspect of our experience is really key. This action of meditation and the initiation with the sacred name is a real key and always has been. As it's been shared, that the grace is there for everybody, but it is as we choose initiation, in other words, choosing God, that we literally open the door to our divinity and allow God in. And it is that action of initiation when that sacred name, when those names, those frequencies, even those words that are shared with an individual that has made that choice, when those names are shared from any true teacher of this path, that is the opening of the gates and allowing now the grace not only to move in and through you, but to anchor and attach itself to the soul itself to begin truly a new journey. That's the beginning of the real spiritual journey. The journey of the soul, yeah, there's the journey. But the specific action of the soul's journey of the return home to God out of this creation begins at that point of initiation. Because that time, that moment, when we receive that sacred name, we begin now to truly participate consciously with that action of grace. And it is through that then that God can truly work with us in greater ways, more directly, rather than indirectly. Choosing initiation, choosing God, choosing that sacred name that God has given us to have that anchored within our consciousness is literally our lifeline. Literally that lifeline. That as we take hold of that, receive that sacred name, but then begin to utilize that every time we go inside and begin to focus on that sacred name and begin to chant or sing that name within ourselves. It is literally like climbing the rope. It is the way by which not only do we open to receive God's grace to flow through us, but also by which we now can move up through that river of loving that is that grace. It is like swimming upstream. And there is a two-way action. There is a giving or moving towards God or sharing our loving. And there is that receiving of coming to us. And it's important for us to participate with both of those actions. In this world, it's duality. 
So how that reflects in this world with this action of sound and light, look, even the path of love, this path of initiation, the sound and the light, there's two aspects there. And it is through the participation with both of those that brings us into the unity, into the oneness that that comes out of. And it really is up to each of us and anybody who chooses to walk this inner journey that it is one of personal responsibility and taking action so that we truly do our part to fulfill ourselves and why we even came here and maybe even why God created us to begin with. I know we talk a lot how simple this action really is and how we make it so hard, but the simplicity that we have to come to, all we have to do is come here, peace be still, Love God and allow God to love us. That's it. We just have to come to the place where that action takes place in order for it to happen. The only thing is, I think sometimes maybe when we just focus on the simplicity, maybe sometimes we lose the depth of the sacredness of this action. There's no greater sacred, profound or action that could go any deeper than that movement of the Holy Spirit that is here for every soul. And it really is up to each of us. It is to the depth of our participation, what we put into it, what we give, that makes a difference in what we receive and what we experience with that. So it is up to us to pay attention. What do we do with inside of ourselves that we either allow ourselves to open up to yet a greater fullness of grace? Or what do we do to close down and not allow that grace? Why do we even want the grace to begin with? Why is that so important? Well, that's part of what we're learning. Not only what is the grace, but what it actually does. And it has always been taught on this path to sun and light, that action of grace is truly the only blessing and only action that any soul needs to once again become liberated, awake, and aware of its oneness with God. But it's interesting how we have to pay attention. It's not just done to us. It's not just done for us. But we've got to do something. Something is required of us to give, to do. So pay attention. What have you been giving? What have you been doing with this action of grace? What have you done in yourself to open to that greater flow of grace so that it can do what it is there to do with you, which is to liberate the soul, to literally liberate us, to free us of all the karmas, all the attachments 
to fulfill and learn all the lessons, to let go of all the strings or ropes or chains, depending on how you look at it, that bind us to this physical creation that is all done through our thoughts, our feelings, our actions and reactions. That's why we talk about taking responsibility for that. Because it is through all that that we either bind ourselves to this creation of time and space or we free ourselves of it. And that action of grace is that blessing of God that is here to assist us in that letting go, in that action of freeing ourselves But do we really give it the time? Do we make it important as it really is? Do we treat it as sacred and profound? Or have you heard too much of what we said? Oh, it's so simple. So you don't give it much credit. Well, if it's that simple, then all right, maybe it's not that big a deal. The part that we're trying to not make a big deal anymore is all the shit that we're caught up in. That's the part we don't want to make a big deal anymore. But what we do want to make a big deal is the sacred action that literally binds you and God together. But for you and God to bind together, yeah, I'm using the word bind, but the real word is to come into union, communion, to release that which we're bound to in the world. We've got to make that more important. That's why we say in here, God first and God only. We've got to make that the most important thing in our lives. If that is what we truly want. And to get the full effects of that action. So many times we all ask, what am I attached to? Where am I stuck? What are my karmic lessons? Are those really the answers you want to know? Or would you rather know, where's God? How can I get to God? What can I do to awaken? How can I be more loving and open for this action of grace? The very first time I had that experience of coming face to face with God. Yes, I have more than once. And every single soul will have that experience at some point. But one of the last things that I asked God directly in that experience was how can I love you more? Has anybody ever asked that question? How can I love you more? How about we focus on that rather than, oh my God, why do I have all these problems? How can I get out of all this crap? How about now we start to really take that next step? How can I love you more? And I don't mean your partners and I don't mean the things in your life. Not how can you love your life more. That's what got you into the mess to begin with. You loved what you were doing here more than you loved God. 
And that's really it. It's, that's the simplicity. As we express our loving, we create. The problem is here is that we get attached to and caught up with our creations. And we have made them more important than God. Placed no other gods before God. Well, all the things that we've created are the gods that we have now placed before God. Think about this. If you're the one who created it, you're the one who has the power to change that or to create something else. But in that process, we are responsible for what we've created. Those are the karmic lessons. That which we've created, we've created to have experience, to learn and grow from. So in that process now of liberating the soul and returning home to God, then what we are doing is bringing our creations back to ourselves through that action of loving, accepting, and forgiving. And it is through that action. And believe me, as we open up to God's grace and allow that, guess what? The grace is coming in and through us and going into those creations and assisting us to now bring them back. It's a returning action. That's what redemption is about. It's a returning action. To redeem ourselves is to return. But for the soul to return back home to God, which is the primary action of grace, is to bring us home. Well, that other action of fulfilling that is to now bring back that which we've created to ourselves. Just as God is bringing the soul home to itself that God created, we are also now bringing back our creations to ourselves. That's the whole function of taking responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions in the LAF process we speak of. But without the action of grace involved in that, I don't usually say this, but without that action of grace, it's hopeless. We of ourselves cannot do this, free ourselves. The soul is not alone and is not separate from God. We have to have God, for we are God and are of God and one with God. And it is through the falseness or the illusion of the separation from God that we experience here that he has created this disturbance, this separation, and all that goes with it that causes us to be in this state of confusion. And even when we talk about responsibility here, often in our minds... And the ego structure will think, oh, I've got to do it all myself now. I've got to do this myself so nobody can help me. I'm going to do this all myself. And if I can't do it all myself, well, then I must be a pretty rotten, terrible person. And I'm being so irresponsible and I'm not being spiritual because that's what the spiritual teacher said to do. That's right. You terrible, rotten people. Wait, what is that verse in Amazing Grace? Something about being a wretched soul? Wow, nice programming. Amazing. I wouldn't call that grace, but amazing I would. 
It's not putting ourselves down, but it is not denying that which we truly need to remove our wretchedness. Start to ask. Start to invite God in more than you've ever done. And pay attention. Are you opening? Not only are you asking and inviting God in, are you opening and allowing that grace to truly fill you, surround you, protect you, and guide you? Are you really doing that? It's so easy to lose sight sometimes. We all get in our habits, our routines, our patterns. Even the patterns that we've done that maybe years ago helped us to move into that spiritual action. But then as we became habitualized in it, did we lose our awareness of the action of grace and that flow? And instead somehow allowed our awareness to get wrapped up in the the ritual or the routine? Some of us who do like a prayer or a calling in the light before meditation, have you gotten so caught up in the prayer and the words of calling in the light that that's more important to you than the actual experience of the movement of grace? Pay attention to these subtleties because they happen. Do not let anything, no words, no routines, no rituals, no habits, get in the way of the actual essence that that grace is. It is truly like the air. It's everywhere. Without it, we die. The body does. As you start to awaken more spiritually, you'll become aware that the Holy Spirit is just like the air. It can be clear. You can see through it. You may not even know it's there. But if you come to that place of peace and stillness, at some point, you're going to be aware of that divine presence that permeates everything, including you. And as you allow yourself to open to that, you're going to have that experience where all of a sudden that grace then, out of that stillness and peace, as soon as you awaken to that, it moves you. It becomes dynamic. That movement of that grace is the action we want to avail ourselves to. That is why we need that and cannot do this ourselves. We can bring ourselves to that point of peace be still. That's what we need to do. To open to it, to bring ourselves into that river of loving, into the air, literally suspended. Some of you have had the experience of being out of body in outer space, just suspended in midair or mid-space. What the heck is suspending not only you, but all the planets and universes, just suspending it in what? What's this all being suspended in? Well, there's gravity. It's spinning. Well, where the hell did that come from? What's holding the gravity in place? We've got to go deeper. The more we come to the place of peace and stillness, your consciousness will begin to, well, not only you'll start to relax 
And in that relaxation, guess what? All the things you've been caught up in will start to let go. And as you relax and all that starts to let go, at the same time, all that is, that is letting go that you're trying so desperately to get rid of in your life, it happens by itself. Just by you making God more important and coming to that place of peace and stillness. And as your awareness expands into that place is where you'll begin to awaken now to that greater divinity that you've been so desperately seeking. That place and that beginning is where the magic happens. And you'll begin to realize that it's God that has been moving you along in every aspect of your life. God's been moving you along. All you've been doing is judging it and reacting to it. That's what I came to. For years I'd have these inner experiences where something was moving me and I was judging it and reacting to it because I didn't like some of the experiences. I thought, wow, this is cool. I'm flying out of body and having these amazing spiritual experiences. But there's this other part of me going, what the hell? Why do I have no control and this thing is moving me and I can't make myself go where I want to go and do what I want to do? And so I started reacting to it thinking some negative thing has got a hold of me, I'm possessed and it's controlling me. I'm not kidding. Have you ever felt that way? It's called being the victim. You feel like you have no control, so you're the victim. Well, see, that's the challenge in this world. The illusionary effect of this world will give us the reflection of the truth in this world, when we cannot control things, we think we're the victim and something's bad or wrong going on. But what we have to do is literally surrender to it. It is that surrendering that we truly let go and open to that flow of grace that God is ushering along. It is in that surrendering that one day you're going to let go of those judgments and fears. And that's the day you're going to turn around in spirit and begin to see the truth. Well, one, you've never had control. And why are you so scared to lose control? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of if you lose control? I found out I had to lose control in order for that grace of God to finally do what it's here to do. That was one of the best days of my life, of realizing that. From that point on, every time I go into meditation, I'm like, I surrender, God. I surrender. And when I'd have negative experiences, I surrender, God. I surrender. Bring me through hell, step on me, squish me. Do whatever you need to do. Tear me to shreds because that's often what it takes to liberate the soul. I recently just had an inner experience where I was way up in the sky. It's funny, I was on the ground, I was looking way up, and way up I could see a couple parachuters jumping out of a plane from a very high altitude. Colorful parachutes. 
And I started thinking, wow, that is such a rush, probably, parachuting, skydiving, and coming down. But then all of a sudden I thought, wow, what if the parachute broke? What if something ripped and they plummet to their death? Really? Right? Don't we have those kinds of thoughts? Because we're afraid of not only hitting and dying, but we're afraid of, oh my God, is that going to hurt? And guess what happened? Just because I was thinking this, the next moment I find myself up there with the parachuters, but I had no parachute. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not making this stuff up. The very thing I was thinking about, all of a sudden I'm experiencing. Our thoughts are an expression of our creativity. We literally will create the experiences but we've got to pay attention to not try to control our thoughts now, but pay attention to what we think about and maybe even to start directing our thoughts on what we want, but also realize we're going to have thoughts we don't want because way along the line we've created all these things that's just going to pull our attention around all of our fears and our judgments. So don't make it wrong and don't fight with the thoughts that come up from the past but rather surrender to them and allow yourself to go with the experience, remembering that God's grace is always with you because God, in that grace, is going to assist you to fulfill all that you need to fulfill to get your freedom. So what happened? Well, there I was, way up in the sky, and yep, I started the free fall, First few seconds, wow, this is exhilarating, and I'm so far up, man, I don't have to worry about the ground for a couple of minutes from this height. It was a rush. It was like, wow, I loved that stuff as a kid. I used to jump off roughs with blankets, trying to be a parachute. Sprained my ankle a couple of times. It was easier when there was the winter time and just, you know, jump off there up into a snowbank. But there I was, free falling. And then the other thoughts started creeping in after the thrill of the rush, then all of a sudden it's like, I have no parachute. It's a short matter of time before I hit the ground. Then the thoughts of, oh my God, I'm going to die and this is going to hurt. So what do I do? I thought, do I want to look so I'll know the moment of impact? Or do I just want to close my eyes and surrender and then it'll just happen what happens and please God take me out of body before I hit? That's what I went through. So I went back and forth. And in the last moment, I decided I'm going to look. So just as the ground quickly approached, getting ready for that impact, once again, it's like, all right, I surrender. I can't control this. It's just happening. So what happened? Well, you'd think you'd go splat, right? Nope. I just kept falling right through the earth. The ground, that's usually the resistance that we hit. Well, fortunate for me, I've done enough spiritual work that I know everything of form is an illusion of limitation. Everything of form is an illusion of limitation. Or shall I say it's an illusion of unlimited because it is limitation. 
In that fear I had, I have done so many of these experiences where I've fallen and I have gone splat. And even when I've gone splat, I go, I'm still alive. Shouldn't I be dead? I've done it all. I've gone splat. All of a sudden I'll come in and I'll fly off and I won't hit the ground. I've gone through the ground. I've done it so many times now. But there was one little fear, just this little fear like, oh, here I go again. So obviously I've got a little bit more fear karma in there to work through. So here's your experience to work through it. But all I needed was to surrender. And as soon as you surrender, the limitations are gone. So I just kept on free falling as if the earth and the density of it did not exist. It's as if I were still in the air. And I was falling through the earth and just watching all the dirt and everything. I could still see clearly like I was through air. But I was seeing all the dirt and everything as I went hundreds of feet down into the earth. And then I thought, wow, I'm still falling just as fast. There's no resistance here. I'm going to go through the center of the earth and through all the lava and all that stuff. And if there's any hidden worlds down there, who knows? And out the other side and falling through space through the other side of earth. <laughs> that's, that's the pace I was set for. But the experience had served its purpose. I got through that moment of fear of impact. The fear of pain, the fear of death. And so once the experience serves what you need in that, it, it's done. So I only fell a few hundred feet through the earth and then I was right back in the body. Because the experience now had assisted me in moving through the illusion of that fear of death or pain. That's all I needed was the experience to learn the lesson. And not all these experiences need to be physically based. This one wasn't. This was in a dreamlike state. I say dreamlike because it wasn't exactly just a dream, but it wasn't a full out of body either. Kind of one of those in between where it's real, but yet you know it's kind of dreamy. But nonetheless, these are movements of our consciousness and it is the experience by which we learn from and through that is important. And I'm saying this for a reason because I want you to understand every experience you're having physically, imaginatively, emotionally, mentally, All of those are there to serve us. They're all experiences, just on different levels of consciousness. It does not matter what level of consciousness that's on. We, in being responsible for all that we've created, are going to fulfill those creations by walking through or falling through or flying through. One way or another, we're going to be moving through and it is only experience that teaches us, not information. Do not think because you now have developed a vocabulary in the learning of spiritual principles and techniques that now you got it. You could know everything there is to know information-wise about God, Spirit, and all this, and it won't do a damn thing for you until you apply it and have your own experience. But to gain the value out of that experience, we need to pay attention and learn from that so that our experiences do give us value. They serve us. Our experience serves us to fulfill why we're here.
not to fulfill who we are. Who we are is who we are. But it is our experience that is the fulfillment of why we were created. We've got to give it that attention and make it that important to truly gain the value. Every single thought, every single emotion, every single imagination, every single physical experience is literally serving our soul in gaining the wisdom, the truth, and the fulfillment that is here to gain. Including all the negative, bad, scary stuff. That's why I shared that experience. It was dealing with fear. I had to fulfill that fear of falling and going splat or the fear of death and pain. That's why we get opportunity after opportunity, life after life, whether it's the death of the body or a death of a thought or a death of an emotion. We've got to allow ourselves the freedom to move through the experience is what I'm saying here. You heard me in the beginning before we went into meditation. I talked about the energy coming in this morning. There's the grace of God and right with it is all the stuff where we have suppressed ourselves out of fear, out of judgment. So we try to avoid it and energetically we'll experience one way or another. I literally felt it in the whole throat, heart, solar plexus region of my body. Those energetic things we feel in our bodies, well, what I just described in this dreamlike experience, those energies we feel here are the very things we go through there. The very things we go through there are the things we feel here. In other words, there's no separation. We just have to begin to understand how that works and to see that link so that no matter what level of consciousness we find ourselves present in and experiencing, that we can work with that to get the value out of it. So if you feel all tight in here, realize you're suppressing your expression, whether it's an expression of your loving heart or an expression of your disturbed emotions. Most people would call this positive and most people would call this negative. If it hurts and feels bad, it's negative. If it feels wonderful, loving, fuzzy, it must be positive. But usually aren't we scared to express both? Aren't we often scared to express our loving as well as scared to express our disturbed emotions? Haven't you found that? Haven't you found you hold back and don't communicate, don't express, don't do something about or with these things that are going on inside of you? So the other question is, like I said earlier, why don't we focus on God and how can I love you more rather than, oh my God, where am I stuck? So now I'm talking about where am I stuck? So I don't want to discount those questions because, yeah, we've got to pay attention to see where we're stuck or suppressed because stuck is just suppression that we've done to ourselves. We have the power to unstick or to express ourselves to move that energy so that we can now have the experiences to fulfill our journeys here. We've got to realize we're the ones with the power. The soul was created by God in loving and creativity. The soul is made in the likeness of God, so the soul is loving and creative. It's freedom of choice. 
What do we want to create? How do we want to express our loving? Do we want to express our loving is caring and sharing and being open and vulnerable? Or do we want to express our loving is shut down, painful, fearful, judgmental? Did you know that judgments and fear are an expression of your loving? Did you know that? Judgment and fear is an expression of your loving. I bet you always thought judgments and fears were the negative work of the devil. Right? So you always judge the negativity as that of Lucifer and Satan and Cal Narengin. So you did all this work to try to clear that away. And so you even labeled your karmic lessons as negative and evil because they came from Lucifer. So you tried to do everything you can to push that away and avoid it. What is it saying? Deflect, deflect. Well, why do you need to deflect anything unless you're scared? If you're doing that, you've allowed the fear that you've created to now have power over you. You're the one who's got power over it, but you now have believed what you've created is more powerful than you, so you want to avoid and suppress and not deal with it. Do you realize that's what we're doing? Are we freaking crazy or what? Pretty much. In here and what we're doing and waking up spiritually is attempting to gain our sanity at the very least. How do we gain our sanity? But by having some understanding, some compassion, and of course, loving and grace. But most of the time we look at that loving as grace is something we can utilize to get rid of the negative, the fear, and the judgments. Not realizing we're the ones who created the fear and judgments. That's why over and over and over in here, we talk about loving, accepting, forgiving. To love and accept all that you've created, including the negative, fearful judgments, you've got to love and accept. If you're going to forgive just forgive yourself for judging yourself for doing all this stuff that you created in fear and judgment. Otherwise, just get busy loving and accepting it all. Because there are two actions. We've got to reclaim or be responsible for all that we've created, and then we've got to give it all up to God. Because what does giving it all up to God do? But share our loving with God. Think about it again. We created fear and judgment through loving. So if we give that up to God, what are we doing? We are sharing our loving with God by literally giving God all of our judgments and fears. Did you realize that one? Right? Most of the time we'll hold back. Why do I want to give God all the negative stuff? Because we've judged it as negative or bad. But I hope today you're hearing what I'm sharing here. By you holding back even your fears and judgments, if you hold those back from God, you are holding your loving back from God. Stop doing that! <laughs> or do it so much, you get so miserable and in pain, you've got no energy left but to finally let go. Because that's often what we'll do. We literally will drag ourselves down to the pit of hell out of fear, trying to avoid all that. 
before we realize the state that we're in and then we desperately seek out the grace of God to help us. We literally drag ourselves down to the depths of hell and darkness. That's crazy, but yet everybody's doing it. Do the opposite of what everybody else is doing and you'll be in a good place. There are very few walking this path of liberation because there's very few yet that are really ready to go home. So out of everything we talk about, doesn't matter what you remember or not, the key always comes back to simply open to the flow of grace. That's it. Just open to the flow of grace. And that's what the sacred name is there for you for. That sacred name, when you go into meditation and sing that song of loving to God, that is literally opening the doors to the divine so that that flow of that grace of God can come into your consciousness to liberate your soul. And that grace truly does walk with you through all things. In fact, as I was sharing earlier, I used to get disturbed when it would move me around because I thought it was controlling me and I had no control. That grace of God was moving me through all of my disturbances that I was not willing to look at and deal with myself. So I didn't have to do it by myself. God did it with me. Because what did I do? Well, I could say, well, God did it to you. God controlled you and brought it through. That's what it sounds like, right? Well, maybe so, but the part I didn't share with you earlier is that every time I'd go into meditation, I'd say, thy will be done. Thy will be done. God, do what you need to do to liberate my soul. Free me of whatever, whatever it takes. Thy will be done. So what did God do? He dragged me through hell because that's where I needed to go through in order to get my freedom. So when you find yourself going through hell, just make sure you've surrendered your will to God and have asked God to bring you through and do whatever it takes to liberate you. And let go of any judgments of your experience. And let go of any fears of whatever you're experiencing. It's a lot more pleasant or pleasurable to do that. Just like once I got through my fear of going splat from falling high above and just kept on falling, well, the fear's gone, so now I'm free to just keep on flying. And that's really what we're doing here is moving through all of our fears so that we are free to fly wherever God wants to fly us. And ultimately, that literally is going to be through every single realm of this physical creation as we lay out the chart of the realms, physical, astral, causal, mental, etheric, soul. Physical, astral, causal, mental, etheric, soul. Holy shit. It took eons of time to move through it, coming down. It's taken a while to get back. Let God fly you through it. 
Because where you're going to end up is where it's the most amazing and magnificent. That it is going to be worth every hell, any fear that you've had to walk through to get there. But just remember, you're never really doing this alone. You can't do it alone, even if you wanted. God's always with you. You've just got to open up and surrender to awaken to that divine truth. When you awaken into the truth of the soul and in spirit and literally see and talk to God face to face, you're going to know what I'm talking about. And then you too will ask, how can I love you more? So let's go with that. How can I love you more and make it all about God? Thank you.